If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. Hello there. Now, if you love gardens as much as I do, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. It's all about Paul Bangay. It's an homage to Paul Bangay. I recently spent some time visiting my friend Paul at his beautiful garden at Stonefields. It's a true labour of love for him. It's extraordinary. You can actually stay at his B&B called The Farmhouse, and that's right next to Stonefields if you would like to spend some more time wandering through the garden. But... I just wanted to mention when I visited him, he very kindly popped into my handbag one of his beautiful garden-scented candles and also an autographed book, Stonefields, and that is for you, or at least you can go into the competition at Journeys to Come to win either the book or the candle. I think you'll love it, so check out the website for that. Just to let you know, Stonefields is actually located at a place called Denver. Now, this is near Kyneton and, and Dalesford. It's so lovely, the most beautiful wineries, restaurants, farmers' markets, awe-inspiring views. It is just gorgeous. So you can join me now, though, to learn a little bit about Paul's thoughts on gardens, about Stonefields, and also Paul's favourite gardens from right around the world, including his hints on cottages that you can book and stay like you own the gardens all to yourself. At the very least, enjoy this garden walk with Paul Bangay. Paul Bangay, please tell me your favourite gardens around the world. Number one would have to be Sissinghurst. I love Sissinghurst. I love everything Beatersack for West. And um, we've recently discovered that you can go stay at Sissinghurst. So you can rent the priest cottage that Vita actually died in. So it's just, and it's in the White Garden at Sissinghurst. So you rent it through the National Trust. You go to the National Trust website. Got to book it a long time ahead. Anyway, so you can go stay there. Is it haunted? No, I don't, I, look, I didn't get a sense but of it But it would be haunted. a good ghost. It would be a good ghost. But the good thing is you get 24 access to the garden. Mm-hmm. So the problem with Sissinghurst is probably the number one visited garden in the world and it's just packed so you can only go between 11 and 4 but when you rent the priest's house you get exclusive use of it so you just wander around and pretend you own the whole place which is just divine beautiful and i'd imagine the light would be incredible at different times of the day and getting up like we we get up early and go for a walk at like five o'clock in the morning because we've got jet lag and and the gardeners don't rock up until seven or eight o'clock and so you just you just got the whole space to yourself it's just magical Anyway, so it is one of the most beautiful gardens in England, I think. And, and close to that is Great Dixter. So Great Dixter was owned by Christopher Lloyd, who was a great um, plantsman and quite well respected. And that is worth going to look at just for the planting combinations. So he's now dead and there's a guy called Fergus that's taken over it. And he experiments with these wonderful combinations of perennials and succulents and... It's an old Lutchen's house and it's got this beautiful house sitting in the middle of it. It's got a really long, beautiful, herbaceous border, beautiful orchard. So, that, you know, they're the two top ones to go to in England. Okay. Next on our garden tour? Um, France. I guess I'm, I'm not a big visitor of France, but if you're going to France, um, you know, you have to go to Giverny, I think. 
So going down and seeing what Monet created at Giverny is a very special experience. You've been there lots of times, yes, so you I know what it. it's like. So it's, that, that, that is beautiful. Um, and just in Paris, there's just so many good ones to look at. You know, going to the Tuileries and seeing there. Going to Versailles, it's a bit cliche, but, you know, the gardens there are exquisite. Going to the Petit Trion, which was um, Marie Antoinette's little, little one there. That, that's wonderful. The farmhouse at, the, at, at um, Petit Trion, you know, that little model farm she created. That, that's special. That's worth going to To be at. amongst the peasants. To be amongst the peasants. Yep. To live like peasants lived. That was her notion. Um, so that's probably in, Fr- in France, that's probably the ones I know. But I think one of the best ones to go to is the Alhambra, the general life down in, in Spain. Like, you know, that Moorish garden is just exquisite. How come? Well, it's, it's like gardening in a, in a hot climate, which is great for Australians to go see, but the way they use water in the garden is incredible. So they're always moving this water from the mountains down to this hot, dry climate, and it's sort of coming through channels and coming through bowls of gurgling water. So everywhere you move around the garden, you've got this water sort of cooling you, and then you've got this abundance of roses and citrus and perennials and, and shade from these lovely big old citrus trees. So it's quite magical just walking around that garden. If we cross to the States, I remember you once telling me about a beautiful garden in Hawaii. Not Hawaii. Was no, it Doris Florida. Duke? Oh, Doris Duke's Shangri-La. I haven't been to Shangri-La, but everyone who goes there says it's fantastic. And that's well worth, that's worth going to see. Yeah, it's Doris Duke's old garden, Shangri-La. Duke. I've got the book on it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah. she made it like a Spanish garden. Like she copied a Persian garden, like a Persian garden she copied. And that, that supposedly, I haven't been, is amazing. Where do you like in the States? Well, I'm just trying to think. Like, Fioli outside of San Francisco is really beautiful. And most people will remember that through Dynasty. <gasps> really? It was the garden of, you know, the main house for Dynasty. But the but, garden's exquisite. And the pool. The pool, the pool that they had the cat fight in, yes. That's there. So that's just outside San Francisco. I think if you're in San Francisco, it's worth going to see that. And the Huntington Gardens outside Calo- uh, at Los Angeles... Beautiful rose gardens, really great, wonderful rose gardens. So they're worth we're going to see if you're in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the centre of um, Los Angeles, Pershing Square is a really wonderful modern contemporary garden. It's like their town city square, but it's really beautifully done. In regards to garden tours that people offer uh, and are hugely popular, yeah. certainly for Australians, yeah. do you have a pick? Do you have someone that you know is a is a is a great uh, it's a great tour to go on. The one I like is Trisha Dixon. And she does... Not, she doesn't do many tours, but I think she's got a website you can look out for. She was the expert on Edna Walling. So she wrote all the books on Edna Walling. But she, I went on a tour of hers in um, Italy uh, last year, the year before. And we were in search of the pergola that inspired Edna Walling. So on her way out from England to Australia, Edna Walling stopped in the Melfi Coast and wrote that she was very much inspired by this wonderful pergola. And we think we found it in, a, in an old monastery because it's very reminiscent of the one she created in the, in the Western Districts of Victoria. That is amazing. But Tricia runs these... She, she, so I've been to Italy with her, beautiful. She does amazing tours of Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Not quite overseas, but, mm-hmm. you know. And th- so she's, I, she's the one I would seek out and go on a tour with. I should ask you also your favourite gardens that the public can visit yeah. in Australia. Cruden Farm. I was thinking about that one. Yeah, it's not it's, you know Cruden Farm, the old um, Dame Elizabeth Murdoch property down in um, Lang Warren, just outside Victoria, is a good one. Um, Milton Park, which is now a hotel in the Southern Highlands of you know of New South Wales, that that's a beautiful garden. That's worth going to see. 
I can't think of many others that are private gardens open to the public. What I should ask you, because we're on a travel show, is where do you like to go on holidays to? England. <laughs> it's terrible. We go to England every year and we make a point of just visiting different gardens every year. So we, 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 we rent a, a, the same apartment in London, spend a week there. We spend a week or 10 days in the countryside just going around looking at different gardens. Now, there's some great garden hotels in England. Oh, <laughs> hit us with it. Gravetime Manor, G-R-A-V-E-T-Y-E, Gravetime Manor, was the home of William Robinson, who was the greatest... Um, landscape gardener in the in the early 19th century. It's in Sussex, West Sussex, the most exquisite garden. And it's a beautiful hotel. You can stay there, they look after you well, but their priority is the garden. And you, you eat in the garden, you can have your afternoon tea, morning tea, lunches in the garden, beautiful garden. And then there's another one called Ensley, E-N-D-S-L-E-I-G-H, which is in Devon. Mm-hmm. And that was a Humphrey Repton garden and just been restored with help of the National Lottery Fund mm. with wow. a beautiful cascade, like a natural cascade, exquisite, beautiful garden. Um, I'm trying to think. Is it Chatsworth? Chatsworth, yeah. Chatsworth is like one of those big old country houses that's owned by the Devonshire family, but the queues to get into it are horrendous. You know, you sit in a, in a traffic jam trying to get... I don't like those big, flashy, yeah. old, huge houses, stately homes that have been turned into, into tourist attractions. Go small. Go small. Go mm. small, go boutique. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm inspired. Pleasure. Want more travel in your day? Well then, join us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. Something that I'm very proud of Paul for is the fact that he is the gardening ambassador for the Murdoch Children's Research Institute. And to celebrate the 30th anniversary of this wonderful institute, they've actually bred a a wonderful rose called Brilliance. It's been bred by the famous Meeland International. They've been around for over 100 years and they've actually bred the world's best-selling rose, the Peace Rose. But let me tell you about Brilliance. It's a, a perfect bright white. It's got a lovely scent and best of all for some of us, it's very, very hardy. So do look out for it. All proceeds go to the most wonderful cause and you can find it at your local garden centre. Brilliance, brilliance by name, brilliance by nature. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited, all the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details. <laughs>